Welcome to the Wealth Standard Podcast with host Patrick Donahoe, author of the best-selling personal finance book, Heads I Win, Tales You Lose, and one of the nation's most influential financial advisors. The Wealth Standard's focus this season is investing. 2020 opened with markets and asset prices at all-time highs, but many of us experience more financial uncertainty now than we did a decade ago. Although there are more choices and opportunities than ever before, the risk-to-reward ratio teeters on a global fulcrum, contributing to the roller coaster of emotions surrounding financial well-being. It seems like everyone is walking on eggshells. This season, we'll cover topics revolving around investment theory and strategy, atypical investments versus conventional investments, and the role of investing within personal wealth strategies. The Wealth Standard Podcast is committed to inspiring you to be more financially free. There is no better time to gain clarity about your wealth strategy, your investments, and your financial future than now. The following five episodes are with businessman, investor, doctor, and now author, Tim Reynolds. The interview was in person. It was in my office. And so if you're listening to the episodes and want to watch the videos, just go head over to thewealthstandard.com and it'll have a link there. When the five segments are complete, we're going to post the entire interview on our YouTube channel. So make sure you check that out. So a little bit about Tim. Tim is a former Green Beret in the Special Forces. He was a medic and also battalion surgeon. He graduated from Texas A&M with his medical degree and his specialization was emergency medicine. He was an emergency room doctor for several years. And then also started or co-started a company called Healthcare Express. He currently has locations, I believe 15 or 16 locations throughout Texas, Oklahoma, Arkansas, and Louisiana. And most recently, he has his book. This is his book. You guys can check it out on Amazon. It's called Living Every Minute. It's also on Audible. He reads the Audible audiobook. Tim is an amazing guy. He's one of the first original platinum partners with Tony Robbins. He has a love and zest for life. It's throughout his book. It's going to be throughout this interview. You can imagine that in the roles that he's played, he has experienced firsthand the fragility of life. And he's going to share some of those experiences throughout these five segments. Now, I wanted to forewarn you, this is a PG-13-ish interview. There's some colorful language and there's also some relatively graphic stories that Tim tells. You guys are going to experience him, his heart, his passion for life. You can uh, check his website out. It's livingeveryminute.com. He has some personal development programs and courses and a lot of other resources that you will want to check out. So go head over there. And Without further delay, let's start Episode one with my dear friend, Tim Reynolds. I can't remember who said this, but it's picture yourself with them in 30 years. And if you can't. Yeah. I used to have a funny saying. I don't even remember where I got it. 
but I heard it one time and it caught. So I don't know how you are, but when I learned something, if I can't remember how I learned it from, that means I made it up. So that's one of those things. I always tell you, look, if I wake up three days in a row thinking about you and we're not having sex, you're fired. Because <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't have to wake up thinking about you for three days in a row unless we're having sex. And I don't remember where I learned, but I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> but it's true, right? You have a, I'm sure it's happened to you. You have a team member or a partner or something. And it's just weighing heavy on your heart. And retrain and rethink and have the hard conversation. Six months later, you part ways. And you think, why did I wait six months? Have you ever fired anybody and think, I should have waited longer? No. Every time you're like, why it took me so long? I think that's a sign that you're a good person. If it weighs heavy on your heart, firing somebody and you enjoy that, you're not the right person. But if it weighs heavy on your heart and it's hard, that's probably right. I think it goes the other direction too, where sometimes, whether it's an employee, right, or even in you know, an intimate relationship, it's become non-intimate, yeah. right? You hold on for too long, yeah. right? You know, I'm here for a paycheck. I'll just deal with this. I'll just deal with it. Yeah. You don't realize the weight that that has on the other aspects of your life. Huge, huge. You know, in the pillars that we talk about, all of them affect the others, right? Your health affects your wealth. Your wealth affects your relationships. Your relationships affects your mission. If you have a mission in life, and if you, if you know what your major definite purpose is, that has an effect on everything about you. If you're unhealthy, my, my favorite analogy is food poisoning. You've had food poisoning. Everybody's had food poisoning. When you have food poisoning, you know, you got the bucket here and the toilet here, blah, 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 you know, and you're done. Nothing in life matters. No. Yeah, it's that not your marriage, yeah. not your money, nothing. Just that bucket, <laughs> that toilet. A healthy person, yeah, it's that saying a healthy person has 10,000 problems and an unhealthy person has one. Yeah. It's the same living every minute concept. You don't appreciate it until you don't have it. You don't appreciate your eyesight every day. Do you get up in the morning and say, God, I'm glad I can see today? No, we don't. We take it for granted. So part of the living every minute philosophy is that. How do I live every minute? How do I create and appreciate this moment, everything that I have? I mean, the fact that my hands and my fingers can do this, that you and I can sit here and have a conversation, that changes everything. And then you start to look for what we call magic moments. So we haven't talked about it. We created a journal planner. It's called a Living Every Minute Journal Planner. And basically, the idea is that we talked about working on your life. So I created a tool. I said, how can I create a tool that will help people to do this on a daily, weekly, monthly basis? So I created this planner and it has this daily thing, ritual, essentially, that you go through. And the first thing is three things that you're great. And then the next thing is rewrite your top 10 goals. So there's science out there that says that if you rewrite, most people don't have any written goals. Most people do write them and then a year later look at them. But if you rewrite your top 10 goals every day, there's something that happens in your brain, especially, if you, it, especially if you do it by hand, yeah. right? So there's a place you rewrite them every day. I hate it sometimes because I'm like, I didn't do anything on that. That's, the That's why you need to do it. That's why you do it, right? Anyway, it takes you through this process. It's not a calendar. There's a calendar in it, but it's not a calendar. It's a planning your life sort of thing. And then there's a journal section on the other side. And I actually teach people, people are like, I don't know what to write in a journal. So I said, well, it's pretty easy. We give them a little outline. It's called Go Pam. My wife's name is Pam. And it's gratitude, obstacles and opportunities, people who've influenced my life, accomplishments, and magic moments. Imagine if you just wrote those down every day, right? So a magic moment is you think on the day and you think, what was kind of cool, magical to happen? Well, me and Patrick are having this conversation and this thing happened or whatever. And so I write that as the magic moment. I spent some time with my daughter one-on-one, laid in the bed, and we just told you know, whatever that's going to be. Well, this cool thing happens. We've taught this over and over. If you write down a magic moment every day, 
guess what you start looking for? Having moments. And you start singing, oh, I got to write that tonight. So you start looking for them. And then something magical happens. You start creating them. And that's what I'm about. I'm about creating magic moments. That's what the train's about. When that happened, I was like, that's going to be a magic moment. Let's create that. We'll never forget that. And so because that philosophy, we started thinking, what if I was the creator of magic moments? What if instead of just having a barbecue this weekend, we had a barbecue and we invited two of the neighbor families over and we did a anti-roast. A roast is where you say bad things about people and anti-roast is where you say great things about them. Nobody would ever forget that. It's just easy to do. But it's just a matter of twisting it and saying, I'm just going to create magic. I'm going to create spectacular. This episode is sponsored by the new and improved financial independence calculator found at thewealthstandard.com forward slash calculator. One of the driving forces of human beings is freedom, which infers financial freedom too. So several years ago, I set out to discover how any individual, regardless of their financial situation, could evaluate their finances in five minutes or less and have a firm date when they could achieve financial independence. The latest version of this calculator, which is free for listeners, can be found at thewealthstandard.com forward slash calculator. The calculator is going to take you just a few minutes to complete, and it's going to provide you with a specific financial independence date. So go check it out today. Two things are going through my head. First off, the power of frameworks, right? I think an individual's mind without frameworks is is scattered, yeah. right? And I think naturally we create our own frameworks, but typically they're not done strategically, right? They're done just by happenstance based on, I would say, survival instincts in a sense, right? To, to conserve energy, to process everything that's going on, we create our own frameworks. But this is a strategic framework. So that's the first thing. The second thing is those frameworks literally design the way we view the world. If we do them on an ongoing basis, but if we don't, if you go to an event one weekend, oh, I saw Tony Robbins. Oh, I, you know, went to that event. You don't remember anything about it. It's because you did nothing with it. Because our body were designed, right, where we can't fit much more information in there, yeah. right? And so if you don't repeat and repeat and repeat, right, the old stuff is going to just, it's going to dominate anything new. Yeah. So you have to have, now there are instances where it's like you have this like, punch in the gut, kick in the balls moment right. where it's just like, you're going to feel right. That if you don't do something, then it's just going to be super painful. But if you're trying to design things strategically, you need that dynamic of repetition, yes. right? So that it replaces what existed with a new, there's science behind this, right? Big science. Yeah. You know, atomic habits, the power of yeah. habit, yeah. all of these different yeah. things that habit is just a little piece of string and you put another piece of string and another piece of string and another piece of string, pretty soon you got to roll. And it strengthens. And that's great if that's a good one. And tear up both its cigarettes yep. or any other bad habit, right? Because it's just as hard to break once it's a rope. Yep. What you just said is perfect. What we did is what the journal plan is create a framework. It's an intentional frame. Yeah. Because otherwise we create unintentional frameworks. 100%. Yeah. yeah. And then we live through those unintentional frameworks and not even realize that's what we're doing. I know. And that's where the rules come from. Exactly. Right? It's perfect analogies. Uh, I've been a big planner guy for a long time. So I'm originally from here, right? Yeah, from Salt Lake. Salt Lake. Yeah. And back in the day... There was the Covey. Well, there was actually the Franklin Planner. Yeah. This yeah. was before Covey. Okay. And so there was a guy named Hiram Smith who had a little shop downtown here and he invented the Franklin Planner. Okay. And I bought the first Franklin Planner. No way. Yes. This is a true story. And so I invented the Franklin Planner 
And it was this little planner and it had all this different stuff. And that eventually became Franklin Covey because yeah. Stephen Covey had a different company. Now the two joined together, and became yeah. Franklin Covey. And then Daytimer came out. So I went to the Daytimer. So I had all these planner ideas, went to all the courses. Why? I don't know. I've always been obsessed with this time thing. I've always been obsessed with the idea that no matter who you are, no matter how rich you are, how poor you are, how healthy you are, how sick you are, we all have one thing the same, 24 hours. 24 hours. Every one of us every day, unless we die, is born with 24 hours. It might be the last 24, but we have 24. And I'm fascinated by the idea that what you do with those 24 hours makes all the difference. Those who end up super successful in all areas of their life and those who end up in the homeless shelter started with the same 24 hours. And what they did every 24 hours is what made all the difference. That's the living every minute. And so I've been obsessed with time. So I tried literally every time system out there, planner, journal, all those kinds of things. And finally, I just took all that 30 years worth of trying different ones. So what if I created one that kind of enveloped our philosophy? What the world didn't need was another calendar. In fact, your best calendar is probably here, right? Because recurring and reminds you and all that kind of stuff. So this isn't a calendar. This is a creating, stepping out of your life for... 10 minutes a day, 15 minutes a day and recreating. And so that comes with the daily and then weekly, there's a sort of a weekly retreat where you spend an hour or so planning the week or what that should look like. Not planning your events, but planning, we call it the most important things, the big rocks, right? What am I going to do this week for my health? What am I going to do for my relationship with my wife? If I could only do one thing this week to be a better husband, what would it be? If I could only do one thing this week for my business, only one. What would the most important thing I could be? So it's putting those in, stepping back. And then monthly looks a lot like that. And then it's quarter. It comes every quarter. So as a quarter, it's like a 90-day sprint because business is done in 90 days. Mm -hmm. So it's done 90-day sprint. So it's got a business section, a personal section for the next 90 days. This is the top goal in each of these areas. And so what you weirdly end up with is about 10 goals in 10 areas of your life. And then every day you have to rewrite those top 10 goals for the 90 days. It's amazing how effective that is. Now, this is again more time. Yeah. So I imagine people that are listening to this are like, oh, that's a lot of I don't have enough time. Yeah. It's amazing how we respond to it because yeah. biologically our body's like, Yeah, you have so much going yeah. on, like don't put any more in yeah. there and it responds yeah. that way, right? So within your experience and obviously coaching yeah. people and seeing this successfully adopted, what's the accountability structure like in order to get yeah. to the point where you actually do that consistently? So if you and I we're going to have a contest to chop down trees for the day. I would spend the first hour sharpening myself, right? That's what Stephen Covey said. And I would be accomplished a lot more. And so if we forget to sharpen the saw, we call it the sword. If we forget to sharpen the sword, then we will spend a lot of time doing a lot of things that we don't have to do. The dull sword. The dull sword. And this is also the winning the inner battle before you go to the outer battle. I call it the hour of power, whatever you want to call it. If you spend that time, and if you don't have an hour, it's 30 minutes. If you don't have 30 minutes, it's 15 minutes, whatever you have. If you spend that time with yourself, planning, thinking, meditating, re-looking at your goals, praying, whatever it is that you do during your time, the whole rest of the day seems different. It seems like you're now, it's your day versus what we talked about. Wake up, oh gosh, and the rest of the day, don't ever feel like you catch up, right? You feel like the other day, and man, I ran around with my hair on fire, but I didn't get anything across. That's the difference. And so what I do, make this super brief, is once a year, I do four-day hibernation. So once a year, I disappear for four years, four years, for four days. And for four days, I plan the year. 
I say the first two days, I don't allow any plan. The first two days, all I do is review the previous year. I do review my journals, my uh, P&Ls for my businesses, my interviews. What did I do right? What did I do wrong? How did I screw up as a husband? How did I do good as a teacher? What could I have done better? It's such an amazing gratitude exercise for two days just to look at how the year went. And then for the next two days, I know, I'll have a little pad of paper. And as I'm doing it, I'll write down, oh, next year I'm going to do this. And then I spend the next two days thinking, I start with this one question. When I'm sitting here this time next year, what would have made it spectacular? 365 days from now, what would have made this the best 365 days ever? And that's the premise I start for. And I start outlining health, wealth, relationships, dad, father. We have six, five kids. And so what could I do? And so that's what I do. And so once I've done that, I've kind of outlined what the year looks like. And, you know, some of those things are set in stone. They're dates. We're going to Africa. We're doing this. And some of the things are just things I want to accomplish. My mistake that I make often is I just have too many. I end up with 200 things because I want to do so many things. And so I make myself narrow it down. And then make myself narrow it down again. I actually make myself go with the top 10. So I'll usually have a top two or three in each area and then the top 10 for the year. If I only get these things done this year, these are the top 10. And then once a month, like now, I'll take first September and say, all right, this is the first of the month. I'm going to look at the year and I'm going to say, this is September. How am I doing on the things I thought I said I would do? And what does September need to look like in order to be in alignment? It takes about an hour, once a month. And then once a week, I have the weekly. You know, where, where do I go to? I go to the month. I don't need to go back to the year. I just go to the September and say, okay, where are we at in this month? How do I fit these things into this? And that takes maybe an hour. And then once a day, I take 10 minutes. Because the 10 minutes that I take in the day isn't really scheduling. That's kind of the weekly thing. It's really going through the process that I just told you about. And it just puts me in a place of harmony with myself and with the world to just sort of do that. Now I don't feel like I'm run I feel like I'm more in, I'm sure you know, quadrant one, two, three, and four. I'm more in quadrant two, which are things that are important and not urgent. And the more time I can spend in things that are important but not urgent, the more fulfillment you have. All your fulfillment comes from that quadrant. Important and urgent is also important, but important and not urgent is where all the fulfillment is. We don't need to move quadrant one to two. We need to move quadrant three and four to two. And that's what it does. By the way, the people who's all thought, oh my gosh, I don't have any time to do that. Spent two hours on Facebook yesterday. Well, and this is what I was going to say, is I would say, what are the contingencies? Meaning, what has to happen in order for that to be successful? And revert back to hunger, which is the obvious one. I think that is, that's the fuel to execute this, right? When you know what's on the other end of it. Right. Because doing this for the sake of doing it, I mean, there's maybe one in a billion people that like, like doing that. But when you start to connect because of this, this is what's going to happen to my life. This is the moments I'm going to get to live, the places I get to go, the people who I get to be with, the feelings I get to feel. That's where I look at again. But I sent you some feedback and text about the book. Right. It's, it's so comprehensive because it talks through. Not just the theory, right, which we've focused on the theory behind it, but it's like how it's personalized yeah. and then what it means for a person's life. But then you have the execution, yeah. which, you know, execution, it's one of those, you could have all the theory in the world, but do jack shit in your life yeah. because you don't have a strategy, a framework to execute. Because if you don't have it, you're going to try to use the one that you already have, yeah. which won't work. Didn't yeah. work. That's, how you, gave you the That's how you got here. You already have yeah. the results from it. I tell people that. Look, if you're happy with the results you have, keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. 
But if you're not happy with the results you have, keeping doing what you're doing is stupid. Don't do jackstead. Don't keep banging your head into the wall. That doesn't make any sense. And so you've got to completely change what you're thinking and what you're doing. Try a different strategy. If you don't try, if you don't use mine, use somebody else's. But use a different strategy that's going to get you to where you want to go. Because at the end of the day, what we really want is fulfillment. We want to be fulfilled in life and feel like if you just spent 80% of our misery and our happiness is our relationships with others. Thank you for listening to the Wealth Standard Podcast. Be sure to visit the show's official website, thewealthstandard.com for appropriate disclaimers and terms of service. Guest opinions are their own. If you require specific investing, financial, legal, tax, or any other specialized advice, please consult an appropriate professional. We welcome and appreciate reviews of the show. Head on over to iTunes or Stitcher to leave your review. And don't forget to subscribe to the show to get access to every new episode and exclusive interviews this season. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you next time.